I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Okay, you know, you know how um, we heard there was a whistleblower. And then uh, it was, what, what does the whistleblower have? Or they, there's, it's, it's going on in the behind the scenes. Will it ever reach the, the surface? Will we hear about it? Will, they, will the whistleblower's complaint ever be released after this, uh, the, the DOJ and the White House tried to argue that the, the, technically the president isn't under the intelligence committee, or, uh, sorry, the intelligence community's guidelines because he's a, a he's a godman king person and uh so therefore the whistleblower can't blow the whistle on the president because he's not in the chain of command of the air so he doesn't have jurisdiction or something to not say to say anything about the president so is it going to come out will it can it is it you know it, it should it even be allowed you know and that you know and and since that moment, we've been arguing um, a uh, and thank you, Hal Vickery, right out of the gate for the super chat in a parting gift for the Fall Guys. We will get to them today. Um, I'm a little sad that the Fall Guys aren't going to include Igor and Lev. Uh, they're going to probably be in a little sidecar. Um, but uh, the main ones being Mick Mulvaney and uh, Rudy Giuliani and Sondland. Now, um, who's a, a lovely gentleman who the president barely knows even though he got a million dollars from him. When's the last time um, a, you got a million dollars from somebody you barely know? When's, when, check that in your, your bank account and your social circle. Uh, Billy Hutchins, thank you as well for the Housemarque's GOP wish list of conspiracy theory witnesses for defending Trump fund. They are cray-cray. This is true. <laughs> this is, and they've added Captain Cray-Cray, um, the, everyone's favorite wrestling spotter, Jim Jordan, will be joining the uh, the open hearings next week um, because uh, the president needs somebody to throw themselves on a grenade for him. Now, this when this the whistleblower um, storyline started coming out, when people were like, "There's a there's a whistleblower in the intelligence community. They heard something. There's a, they believe a crime was committed by the president. This is going to come out. Will it come out? Does it have? Do they have the right to come out? Then it comes out, and it regards this phone call." <clears throat> where the president was engaged in uh, extorting a foreign ally that's in a hot war with uh, an adversary of ours, if not an enemy. And uh, he was saying, hey, you know, May 23rd, the DOD said you have cleared the the corruption. Uh, Thank you, Ginger, for the sticker. For the, and the fist bump this morning, I need it because I'm I'm running on fumes because I got a like late night, early morning. Flew in this morning before the show from Vegas to LA to catch another plane after the show. Crazy. So, um, so in the, in the process of it comes out, it's about this call. It turns out May 23rd, the DOD had cleared um, the. Uh, the, oh, thank you, Prop 666, for uh, the word Jared. Maybe he's not anonymous. Oh, maybe he's anonymous. Not, that's, that's another story, too. Uh, Jackie Shagner and I talked about the anonymous um, book on the, the, the wonky donk. That episode will be coming out in the next couple of days. So um, let, me, let me stay on track as best I can because it's, it's hard to follow this nonsense. Okay, so... The, the, we had this story that the whistleblower is happening. We find out that the president made this phone call to the, uh, the, the new president of Ukraine and that he extorted him, that he essentially said, hey, uh, even though you have every legal right to get these funds, even though the DOD has cleared the level of corruption in your country, even though the Congress has ordered that you get this money, I put my thumb on it. I'm putting a hold on check. Um, until you do us a favor, though, that us was not America, that us was the Trump campaign. This is for personal gain, for the benefit of Donald Trump, the man, not the president, not the country. And what he wanted was a speech, a, a, to go on television and say, we're opening up, uh, we're looking into corruption by the Bidens, say the word Burisma, um, even though 
There's no there there. We just need the speech. And we also need you to mention CrowdStrike, and we're looking into that as well. There's, uh, we don't need for there to be a there there. That's enough for our lapdogs at Fox and the Jim Jordans of the world to go and just make so much noise, including Giuliani, all over the, you know, Giuliani already had his, you know, his, his printouts from Breitbart and whatnot that he would go on. We've got this media strategy where we'll take down Biden and because he beats Trump in every swing state by the widest margin, even still with this. And in this, um, uh, so th- this is what we need you to do. And it's, there's a quid and a pro and a quo here. The quid is the money. Uh, the pro is the action, the, the speech you will take. And the quo is when, it, when we actually see it. And Sondland in these texts that went back and forth that we found out after the whistleblower report came out, when they released the, tr- the memorandum of the transcript of the kind of conversation that Trump had, with uh, him, they were dumb enough. The White House was dumb enough to to go in there and and say, "Hey, we uh, we actually Trump actually said in this phone call, I'm going to need you to do us a favor, though. And the I mean, though, is such the magic word. Um, I mean, need is very important in that. Favor certainly sounds bad, but uh, even if he said, I'm going to want a favor from you, though, well, it still sounds mafia like, but um, the, the but America needs a favor from you. But America needs you to help America out. Maybe the, maybe that would have been the one way you could have said it. And you certainly could have, you know, paraphrased the president when he said, I'm going to need you to do us a favor, though. And said, oh, what he meant was America. So I'm going to need you to do America a favor, though, Mr. New President of Ukraine. I'm going to need you to look into my biggest political rival. I'm going to need you to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the, the Russians are let off the hook for what happened in 2016 so that. I can remove the sanctions because they're not guilty. Some Ukrainian group with the DNC hacked the the U.S. election systems and did a major psyop on all of our social media things and is continuing to do so. Uh, I'm going to need you to uh, uh, say this. I'm going to, you know, and get you get Ukraine on the hook. And Russia off the hook so we can lift these sanctions. So Russian money can, through these oligarchs, can flow back into banks like the Bank of Cyprus and Deutsche Bank and into the pockets of uh, my uh, organization, but that I don't run, that my kids run. Right. So uh, lifting the sanctions either gets him out from under Kopmerbot that the uh, that the Russians have on him and or it um, helps. Uh, him get Russia off the hook so that they'll give him a favor later. This is, you know, so this is the goal. This is what's said in the phone call. And Sondland was negotiating. Thank you, Lisa Moore. I do need the cup of coffee. Thank you. That's great. Um, That's exactly right. Sondland, in these text messages that go back and forth, before, by the way, he calls Trump after Bill Taylor says, you know, taps the brakes really hard and goes, wait, this is crazy. Just like I said when we were talking, I'm not going to text something different than what I say. So it sounds like to me they asked Bill Taylor to say, hey, man, when you're texting us, just go play along with the whole thing. And Bill Taylor went, F you. I'm not going to write that down, you stupid. I Like I said on the phone, this is crazy. And there's a pause. And then Sondland of about five and a half hours so that Sondland can talk to the president and go, um, uh, he, he wrote it down. He, he wrote it down. He, he, typed, he texted it to me. Not in, You mean in WhatsApp, Jared's favorite? Great. Can we, the, the little thing that makes a flushing sound when you get rid of all the texts and the dirty pictures? Um, and then uh, he goes, no, no, Mr. President. Um, who is this, by the way? 
Sondland, I hear you're a good guy, but I've never really met you. Thanks for calling me this early. Um, tell him there's no quid pro quo. Um, and basically, the Sondland went, I think there's, there's now a paper trail of quid pro quo. And Rudy, Rudy Giuliani in our personal meetings and on the phone had said, hey, man, watch out for, you know, stating the quid pro quo in writing. We'll take care of that verbally over here and on the phone there. And and then <coughs> after that, um, you know, then he'll make the speech and it'll be water under the bridge. And by the time they come after us for this, like the last time, we'll already be back in office. We got to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we pick up, um, where, thank you, Natalie, waving right back at you. You guys are the stickers today. It's really fun. Um, we're broadcasting at infotainmentwars.com, the House Parks radio uh, program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio Chicago's Progressive Talk, uh, is also available as a podcast now on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Uh, we'll be back after this break. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, indeed, let's. Doris is wonderful. So um, this, you know, so where, okay, it, it, it is hard to keep track of something so simple, largely because the, the lies being told by the Republicans are so goofy that they're, they, they, it's the kind of stuff that Alex Jones would look at the paper written by an assistant and go, nah, no, that's that we're never going to be able to sell that. Um, this, they would be better off arguing that lizard people are, uh, wearing the skins of Democrats and, uh, George Soros is the, is the mission commander of uh, V 2020 because their argument that Ukraine wanted to scuttle the election uh, attack our election cycle and divide the country so that Hillary would lose is just uh, insanity. And if so, why are you, why would you attack them afterwards? And why would you cozy up to Trump? uh, I mean, uh, to Putin, I get them mixed up, uh, cozy up to Putin nonstop in this, in this case, it is, Bizarre. Okay, so we're, we're going to get to the, the the yes, we read the transcripts, Brad, absolutely, in a second uh, in the chat room. So the um, this is, by the way, we asked for transcripts. We got them. I, be careful what you wish for. I, I, there, it, I don't know if it's some sort of, you know, Venus in retrograde or something like that, but apparently all spells called forth have come true <laughs> in this ridiculousness because a couple of weeks ago we were like, we want the transcript of the call. And Trump releases his memo, which incriminates him more than what the whistleblower had said. Uh, And their defense that, well, this was secondhand information. This isn't from anybody. This they weren't on the call. This person is a spy leaking things they that aren't even true. And again, I've said this a dozen times. You can't leak a lie. If if anybody calls it a leak. It's true. End of conversation. If they go, this was a leak. This was, they were leaking this. If they say it's a leak, it's true. Otherwise, they would just say, somebody in here is lying. (laughs) That would be your first response. Uh, Thank you, Steve G, for the super chat, for the read the transcript that's not a transcript, but a memo that he didn't read either fund. No question. That is (coughs) the issue with this whole thing. and And I think, Interestingly enough, the, much hay has been made about the fact that the president TiVo's Fox News and watches it later. And in, when he's got a heavy schedule, he misses some of his favorite shows and gets kind of uh, behind the eight ball as far as what's the newest stuff. And in the case of I mean, it, there were people walking out of his um, his rally last week and the week before because they were bored because they a heard all his 2016 nonsense before. And were and he was arguing points that even regular Fox News viewers know is water under the bridge that is no longer true. Uh, a couple of of the points being, of course, that Trump is saying um, that Schiff put words in his mouth and lied into the trans, you know, into the record and made up a conversation that was a perfect call. Blah blah blah. Okay, so 
Um, hi, Magarza. Um, and everyone knows that, uh, and he goes, and then I released the transcript and they weren't expecting me to release the transcript. The, uh, when, when Schiff paraphrased what Trump said and basically said, he's being like a gangster. He's like, you give me this, I'll give you that. Um, he's, he's characterizing what the president said for clarity, but the, but it, at the same time, they were entering the actual memo slash transcript that Trump had into the record. So a thousand years from now, when they're looking back at this comical episode on Earth um, and they go, did he, did he really say that? No, he said this. And what that guy was saying was he was like, it's like this. He was paraphrasing. He was ma- he was making an analogy about the fact that uh, this president was acting like a gangster. And he was using framing the words as such to make it clearer that that's that's what he believed was going on and to clarify that for people who didn't um, understand it as such because they were withholding military and financial aid from a country that was physically under attack from a country that had also tried to scuttle their democracy, had been behind Brexit and the rise of uh, right wing uh, authoritarian white supremacists and and uh, fascist uprisings in several other democracies at their attempt to scuttle democracy. So um, that him reading it into the transcript, he made up a story shift. Shifty shift made up a story, made up a conversation that was a perfect call. And everybody knows it was actually in there. Uh, so um, and thank you, Benny Loco, for uh, saying happy Saturday to your fellow Americans uh, at infotainmentwars.com. We have the documents, <laughs> especially this week, because there's so many. We all asked for a a transcript of that call that he made with Ukraine. And everybody's like, we want to where's the transcript? We want to see the transcript. And then they released this phony baloney thing that still incriminated them. And then we find out there's also another transcript on a secret server called Nice. Nice. Um, I guess because uh, Sweet was out. They use it for um, for uh, time machine backups, and it's just too full. Um, and the Nice server, which has a lot of things on it, I'm sure, that are not very nice. Uh, that, as, that is classic DOD irony right there. Let's put a lot of gnarly stuff on a server called nice. <laughs> um, and I can't, I'm, I'm so afraid of what the server called tenderness uh, has on it. So, but everybody wants, we want the transcript. We want the real transcript of this and we want the transcript of, you know, to compare that's on nice to compare to what the president put out, even though, even though what the president put out has the incriminating words in it. It has the reference to a quid pro quo. It has the the establishment of a quid pro quo, and it has the insistence on a, st- a quid pro quo. And it's extortion. He's extorting this country for personal gain to help him, the man, Donald Trump, in his presidential campaign against an opponent who is an American. He is fighting this person by trying to dirty them up in the media, not not find real dirt, not find uncover corruption, because if you gave a crap about corruption, you wouldn't have five handshakes with Kim Jong Un. You wouldn't have secret conversations with Vladimir Putin where you destroy the notes. The 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 idea that he is uh, that Trump has a problem. All I care about is corruption. Yeah, well, that's a true statement. You're just not against it. You know what I mean? It's it's like, you know, it's like somebody thinking AIDS walk is to promote more AIDS. That's you know, that's that's Trump. That's the Trump reading of all I care about is corruption. I don't care about politics. I don't care about anything. Okay, right. Um, If you cared about corruption in a way that you wanted to get rid of it, um, you you wouldn't have gotten the biggest loans of your life from Deutsche Bank during a time when they're the software that detects um, suspicious transactions was curiously on the fritz when they were getting the majority of their money that they loaned out in, in hard currency from Russia. And it went out. So, okay. All right, okay. So we asked for transcripts and boy, did we get them. Uh, and if you haven't seen some of these, like, uh, Yovanovitch's stuff where she's just incensed. Sondland had to literally gave one 
um, <laughs> rolls in, you know, gives this. Yeah, no, 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 no quid pro quo. There was no. And and it's almost like he he and his buddies, like they made a, a, a an agreement, like we're all going to we all got our story straight. Thank you. Look at that, Magarza on on uh, on Twitch. Thanks so much. That's really awesome. Um, I didn't even know that was possible, but thank you. That's great. Um, uh, I love the little graphics that pop up, um, in that or whatever. Benny Loco, thank you. Says, take America back from the dime store hoods. And that's exactly what this is. Like, these are, these are the guys who used to hang around on the corner who wanted to be gangsters. Trump is only Trump because the New York real estate market is so gacked up with mafia and foreign, uh, money laundering and thievery that if they went after him hard, they'd have to go after everybody and it would unravel the whole sweater. So they just look the other way because it would cost them more than they would gain on his particular pieces of junk real estate that he owns. Um, and by comparison, and I do mean that by comparison to the rest of Manhattan. So, um, literally Trump dreamed of the apartment that Jeffrey Epstein had, who, by the way, he got was a $70 million apartment that he got for a dollar or free, depending on who you ask. Ugh. All right. So um, there were, uh, oh, we got to take a break already. I'm I'm plowing through this and I haven't even gotten to the parts of the transcripts that I want to point out. So we will do that after the break. I'll be right back. In the next hour um, from uh, the Professional Left podcast, uh, professionalleft.blogspot.com, if you want to check it out uh, right there. I think there might be a quicker way. Is it professionalleft.com? Probably go straight there, maybe. Uh, Drift Glass and Blue Girl, Blue Gal, will be with us, and uh, we'll talk to them about all these things and many others, and their podcast and uh, the need for as many voices of, as we have or whatever. Also, during the break, go to vote.org. Make sure that you are registered to vote, and set your plan for making sure that everybody you know is registered to vote. And that even pertains to the right wingers and the trolls and the and the. Um, the, the Republicans who li are listening to me and grinding their teeth and hate everything I say, do that too. Make sure you're registered to vote because I want your vote to count too. I disagree with you, but I want you to have every right to express it politically in this democracy. Period, end of story, no question. That's it. We'll be back. It's the House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Connie Kelly in our uh, chat says, is it true that Anonymous is the pen name for the entire White House staff? That might be the case. In the Wonky Donk, the uh, podcast that I now have with the lovely and talented Jackie Schechner, um, who will uh, be a future guest on this show as well, again, promoting that and uh, getting out there. It's on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Um, get it wherever you get your podcasts. On the Wonky Donk, she and I talk about the legal ramifications and the and the kind of um the the slippery slope fears and the um legal ramifications and the possibility of loopholes and those kind of things when laws are established or we have laws on the books that we never knew there was a loophole there until some scumbag rolls through town and decides hey you know what they're just leaving the screen door door open nobody cares let's just roll in there and steal everything you're like wait i we thought we were on the honor system guys all right well guess we gotta have a law now and that's that's where we are with Trump, right? So, um, <laughs> I don't, and Benny Loco's like just totally playing gangster in our chat room right now. You totally read it right, Al Sparks. See? Yeah, see? Yeah, you're a gangster, see? So, um, in the, the transcripts that have come out, they have just gotten increasingly horrifying for the Trump crowd because, uh, the, you know, the irony that right about the time. So when Trump wants the transcript script read, what he thinks you should read is that little memo he put out. Right. That little uh, thing, he, you know, it's like, yeah, read my transcript, the little memo of the call where I was dumb enough to incriminate myself. And right about the time he's really pushing that, you know, because he's, you know, he, you know, he's TiVoing the world. So he's behind on reality. Um Right about the time he's got a bunch of doofuses behind him wearing a read the transcript T-shirt they got for free in exchange for being able to stand on staging and, and wave 
like some sort of bizarre, uh, like frat picture that they're all going to regret later. Um, the wearing a shirt that says read the transcript and him retweeting it over and over is a little stupid right now, considering the the size and volume and number of transcripts that are coming out of the impeachment inquiry right now. So right about, I mean, like if he'd have, if those T-shirts had been on everybody's chest the first week of September, maybe, just maybe, it might have been a good PR move. But right now, everybody who's wearing those read the transcript shirts, if you were going like, if you literally just entered this, you're 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 working stiff, you got other fish to fry, you don't really have your mind on politics quite yet, you're waiting till the primary kind of shakes out, you know, and gets down to five people on the Democratic side or what have you, before you really start paying attention, and that's a lot of people, and you're rolling into the middle of this, and you turn on the television set, and Trump has a bunch of people standing behind him wearing uh, you know, shirts that say, you know, read the transcript and you go Google transcript. What's going to come up is one of what? Six transcripts from people who worked in the, the Trump white house, including a dude who gave him a million bucks to become the EU ambassador who apparently he all of a sudden doesn't know. And, uh, the, a, a decorated, Iraq vet and 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 people who've served under Democrats and Republicans for ages doing their jobs with honor and dignity. And these people are being asked a lot of tough questions about what's going on. And they're transcribing the question and answer and they're releasing the transcripts of those meetings before the uh, the impeachment inquiry in public next week, the public hearings, which now the, the Republicans are against, before they're like, this is all being done in secret. And now the, this is all being done in public. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, and so <clears throat> when you, and then the president is still behind the news in terms of um, his ace in the hole in a lot of ways was probably, Volker going, I didn't see it as illegal, his interpretation, but he was but Volker was participating in it. And that might not be Volker protecting Trump. That is, I think, Volker protecting Volker saying, you know what? I didn't perceive it as illegal because I didn't know that Rudy Giuliani was doing all this other stuff. I just thought we were asking for them to be, you know, clear and open about going after, quote, corruption. I didn't know that they were so laser focusing on it on only things that helped Donald Trump. So Volcker wasn't saying I didn't view this as illegal what the president was doing because the president wasn't doing something illegal. He probably was in retrospect. I'm just saying that when I was making those texts, I wasn't breaking any laws. That's what Volcker was doing. And then Sondland rolls back in and goes, actually, uh, yeah, you know how I said there's no quid pro quo and everybody after me has come in and gone, yeah, uh, including the dude with all the medals on his chest who didn't have bone spurs. Um, yeah, they all say there's a quid pro quo. Yeah, there's, there's a, it was a, there, was a, there was a quid pro quo. Yeah, there was a quid and a pro and a quo. It was uh, several of them, actually. And turns out uh, they tried this on the last Ukrainian president as well. They did the exact same thing, only that guy um, was more willing to play ball but made him lose the election. And then Zelensky gets in there and all of a sudden his biggest backer financially and materially against the Russians in the past, as far as you protecting Ukraine, uh, the United States is all of a sudden being all coy. It's uh, like, and so re saying, saying read the transcripts at this point, you know, you know, my initial response was we did. Did you? And I posted a picture of the fact that it says at the bottom of the first page, this is not a transcript. This is not a verbatim transcript. This is a memorandum and does not reflect word for word what was said. And we found out this week that Vin, you know, in Vinman's transcript, by the release of his transcript, that they had changed things and removed certain words. And he wanted those put back in because they didn't remove them from the memorandum that Trump was releasing. They were removing them from the transcript they were going to hide on the nice server. This, I mean, so again, just like the, the Republicans were like, 
this is all being done in secret. And then as soon as they're doing it in public, this is this shouldn't be done in public. Trump literally said that this shouldn't be done. They shouldn't be having public hearings. The same thing is going to be true of the transcript. So I mean, read the transcript and then like watch it in two weeks. They'll be behind him in T-shirts. Don't read the transcripts. These people are liars. You can't, it's all fake news. <laughs> Only listen to Jim Jordan. Um, and, and, you know, unless, of, of course, you're um, investigating sexual assault, in which case, you know, yeah. flip a coin, I suppose, whether you're going to listen to him. Um, there, there is so many points where um, they, behind the scenes, um, the the whistleblower thing is coming down the pike. And let's see, it's, it, it, this was on Sondland's transcript where he says, I had a brief conversation with the White House Counsel's Office when the whistleblower's report came out mentioning my name and the White House Counsel's Office reached me. I was in New York at the United Nations Transatlantic Dinner. I stepped out of the meeting to take the call. He, he was, he was uh, getting nervous about this, especially when Fiona Hill came in and uh, talked about this because on, on 266, he says, and she, Fiona Hill, was pretty upset about her role in the administration, about her supervisors, about the president. She was sort of shaking. She was pretty mad. She's usually pretty calm, collected, straightforward, but she was pretty emotional. Yeah, because she was working directly with a country that this dude was taking over, even though he was not meant to be the ambassador of uh, Ukraine because Ukraine is not in the EU. It's not in his jurisdiction. We talk about like, the whistleblower doesn't have jurisdiction over the president because he's not in the intelligence chain and therefore his whistle can't be blown. Um, Sondland is not in charge of Ukraine, but suddenly he was put in charge of Ukraine policy because of his coordination with Rudy Giuliani. And they're telling her, we're going to engage in this shadow situation behind there. And unless they do this, they're not getting aid. She's aware of them day to day needing aid. She's knowing that 35 soldiers died during this window of time. She knows the Russians are moving in. She knows they don't have the anti-tank weapons to keep them back. She knows Crimea is gone and they want more of this territory. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of emotional when people you have been advocating for and with for the benefit of the United States are dying. I'm uh, uh, there were a bunch of of U.S. service people who were pretty emotional about the fact that we left the Kurds to die. The fact that Sondland's saying she's emotional, um, what he doesn't understand is that what's wrong about that equation is that he's not. What's wrong about that equation is that he could care less what happens to to Ukrainians fighting to keep Russia from from physically taking their country by force and sock puppeting it by coming into their, uh, you know, and, you know, going in through the government, working their way up through local corruption and seizing control of parts of it and trying to scuttle the economy to make people turn on their own government, which is, by the way, happening now in our country, happening in England under Brexit. This is the plan, folks. We got to take a break. It's House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Follow me at House Sparks on Twitter. You can watch the show right now on Facebook, Twitter, uh, in, on uh, YouTube, and Twitch as well. Hi, Twitch folks. How are you? I swear I'm going to be gaming there again soon. I've been so busy. I've been working. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, but we'll be back right after this. I think I may have solved it so that we don't have too much of a bounce back on you guys. But welcome to the show. First of all, I uh, like um, this is I think this is our first time, maybe our second time only having guests on. So it is an honor to bring on uh, Drift Glass and Blue Gal who um, are on the uh, Pro Left podcast, which I, 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 they were ha- lovely enough to have me on 
Um, Fran blogs and podcasts as Blue Gal, and Bill blogs and podcasts as Drip Glass. On Twitter, uh, they are Blue Gal and Mr. Underscore Electrico. Electrico. Yes, Mr. Electrico. Yeah. Which needs yeah. a, that's a story. So I'm often curious, and this is a total sidecar, uh-huh. um, but um, <laughs> um, in this situation, um, where how you came up with your names? Oh, wow. Okay. Do you want me to go first, Drift Glass, or do you want to go first? Please. Mine's uh, once upon a time. It'll take an hour, so you go yeah, first. Yeah, I think we both started blogging at about the same time. We're early adopters. You know, we're those people who yeah. uh, Gen X learned computers as part of our day jobs when the the Y2K thing came along. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then this blogging thing started up on Blogger and we started using it because we were both writers. And Drift Class, I started blogging the day after Election Day 2004 and Drift Class started blogging a few months later. Um, and I was living in Alabama, being uh, married with children and, you know, Blue gal in a red state. That's what I was. Right. Oh, okay. and uh, so blue gal. I just took that on, and and I get. I think Drift a, agrees with me. Oh, you didn't have a podcast. You didn't have a podcast. No, there, we didn't have. There were no podcasts in two thousand four or five. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was no such there was thing. No YouTube in two thousand four. So yeah. no, there was no YouTube. There was no YouTube. And there in fact, dream. In fact, I knew Barack Obama was a viable candidate for president well before the Iowa caucuses because he had workable, embeddable code of video of his Selma speech. Hmm. And it was a miracle that I could put, little blogger me could put Barack Obama's video on my blog. Oh, yeah. that was You I couldn't mean, do that. Was, that was like, are you kidding me? How can I do this? And oh they, they gave us... cut and paste workable code to paste a video on our blog and i went okay he is top tier for me you know that's it um they're 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 right well you know they're investing in political activism at my level and that means they're serious yes yeah i I, you know a little little known uh post-historical presidential fact as well in terms of my prescience about you know the the internet internet is uh I'm I I got housesparks.com in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, housesparks.com since 1993 and I had to talk uh, a friend of mine into getting her own name as a website early on. Mhm. And mm-hmm. uh she still has it. Uh it's marianne.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yada, yada, yada. As, as Marianne Williamson. Um, I, I, uh, I spent a good time, uh, it, you know, basically uh, being her daughter's Manny. Oh, nice. Running her lectures here in Los Angeles uh, when and and volunteering at Project Angel Food and AIDS Project Los Angeles, which she was on the board of and began. And uh, that but I remember very distinctly going Sometime in the future, I'm going to be able to put my my acting VHS acting reel on in the internet, and <laughs> you won't even have to have a copy of it. You just I'll send you a link, and everybody looked at me like I was saying, "Are you out of your mind?" Yeah, we'll all be able to walk on the moon like normal because of lead boots. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But then, don't you find it frustrating how, when all of a sudden MSNBC has a new podcast and this podcasting thing, and this you can get it on your phone, and it's the oh, newest, greatest thing, and right. it's like. We've been here since 2010. We've been right. here since 2008. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're, we're Horton. Here's a who. You know, we're down here in Whoville. <laughs> right. So yes. We are here. We are here. We are here. Yeah. And nobody. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly it's the most popular thing in town. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on Ustream, well, then live stream uh, for a while, and then back to Ustream. And then YouTube started uh, doing it as well. And now I multi-stream using Restream IO to mm-hmm. go everywhere at once. And then I do a post show just on YouTube because you, you have to build a camp somewhere. You can't just be right. All- okay. So, so that's where blue gal in a red state. That's where that came from. That's where that came from. But, and you've got, you're, you're well branded. You've got that. Oh, yeah. That's your Twitter and your thing. Drip right. on the other hand, uh, Bill, what Mr. Electrico and 
Yeah. Nat, what? Tell us the backstory of those real quick. Well, hell, once upon a time when I was just a young lad, <laughs> um, <laughs> way back in the olden days. No, I was uh, I was an executive at the city of Chicago mm-hmm. for a number of years, uh, working really long hours, and I also uh, was deeply interested in politics and. Being deeply interested in politics and public would get you fired from that job. So I had to find a pseudonym. So I picked, you know, um, Sam Delaney's Drift Glass. Drift Glass is just uh, waste industrial glass has been pounded by the surf until it looks beautiful. And I thought, that's so pretentious. Like I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> that's so, pretentious, sure. <laughs> but I was just a, a commenter at uh, Steve Gilliard's, one of the early, early blogs, uh, Steve Gilliard's news blog, the mm-hmm. late, great Steve Gilliard. And he kept pulling my stuff out of the comment section and putting it up on the front page and saying, he finally said, dude, you have to have your own blog because we right. cannot keep doing this. So I started my own blog and I would work, you know, from like seven in the morning until 10 at night right. and come home to my uh, empty house, uh, Castle Drip Glass, and blog until like two in the morning. And when Twitter came along, my sister urged me to join Twitter. And Drift Glass was taken. And as a liberal, I respect private property rights. So <laughs> we, we hunted around for something that was obscure and equally pretentious and came up with uh, a character from Ray Bradbury's story. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that. And it's been a cross-branding thing for a while. Right. Uh, it, so people sort of know me by both handles. <laughs> right. But um, it's, and it's, that's been 14, going on 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we yeah. always say the liberal superpower is memory and we really mean it because yeah. we yep. really can go chapter and verse. No, this is what you said a year ago and five years ago and 10 right. years ago. And this is what we said. We yeah. warned you this was coming. We warned you this was going to happen. Right. Why do you have ex Republicans who just dropped out of the party five minutes ago on your panel who were completely OK with all of this right up until it all blew up? And why don't you have actual liberals who were right all along? On the I same know. panel. I, I was literally yesterday. I was so furious because um, I, I was I was literally I think it was in the middle of using Gary Busey in a in a mean <laughs> shot at, uh, <laughs> at him. And and I was like, I, I you know, I've I've been uh, I spent the night in a haunted house with Gary Busey. We have history. Um, but I was thinking back to like uh, Dr. Drew's, you know, horrible uh, rehab show and all that stuff and how we have a tendency yeah. to go to people who wrecked everything before they've actually re- like rebuilt anything yet. Right. Right. Not 20 years after when they're like, hey, this is how I did it. But two weeks after they get out of rehab or two mm-hmm. weeks after the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 instead of going, you know, what we're going to bring on somebody who's never done this, how do you do that? How do you not fall for that? You know, it's a valuable thing. doesn't mean you don't yeah. talk to people who've been through it, but you wait a little while until those people have shown that, that it's stuck so that you know that their system worked. I remember a buddy of mine went to one of these EST kind of things. And yeah, he, Life Spring, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he came out, I, I, he'd been gone for five days, and he came back, and he said, I was like, how was it? And he goes, it's life-changing. Changed my life. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> it's been a day. I don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> and and weeks later, he was back to being exactly who he was. And it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't crapping on him. I was hoping it took in some fronts. But the same thing I think is true of these, like, Republicans you see on – now, I think there is value to some of the people who – were quote unquote never Trumpers in that regard, or at least were like, this is an inserious waste of my time. I have these beliefs and they may be nuts, but you know, by your standards, but at least I'm consistent with them. And I've always gone, no, 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 no. Like I was, you know, I had, I thought Reagan was kind of a joke. I respected other people in my party going along with it, but it was really because he had George W. H. W. Bush backing him up that gave him solidity for me. I right. thought Bush too was an idiot, and but Cheney was a, a serious person on certain issues from you know and and mm-hmm. and and Halliburton contracts were a small price to pay because we'd just been attacked. Those kind of things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. people exist. That's fine. I, I would argue that's the David Jollies of the world. But the idea. Well, and and I would I would like to confess that mm-hmm. the day after after the election when Donald Trump said I will do a good job I prayed for him yeah. and I said I hope the best I can hope for is that he takes Chris Christie's list of people to put in his cabinet mm-hmm. and picks okay. a bunch of you know 
You know you're scraping the bottom of the lobbyist, barrel. When that's lobbyist types <laughs> and Cheney, Cheney dead enders, but right. people who know how government works and they it, it's another Reagan. They guide this, you know, mm-hmm. celebrity through the next four years, and I will disagree with everything they do, but he doesn't wreck the country. Right. And that was the one day when I gave myself that much hope to say, please, God, just let him hire professionals to run the White House for him. And we'll we'll be we as a nation will suffer through this and get out of it in one right. piece. All, and all, that lasted a day. That right. lasted a day. All yeah. The word pejorative uh, celebrity in the pejorative. I will I will put that aside. Uh, <laughs> we have to uh, take a break. But I agree with you. And that's effectively what Dave Chappelle said on SNL that got him in a lot of trouble. Yep. Yeah. 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 Trying to say that. And I, uh, you know, yeah. yep. so uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You guys can stick through the break. Correct. Is that good? Right. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we're talking to uh, uh, Drift Glass and Blue Gal from the Pro Left Podcast. Um, and uh, you have to check it out. Uh, go to uh, professionalleft.blogspot.com. It's proleft, proleftpod.com is oh, the easiest way to get there. Um, and our show with you is still on our website. We keep our archives open. So if anyone is not getting enough Hal Sparks yes. this weekend, they can go get more Hal Sparks. It's called A Conversation with Hal Sparks, which I think <laughs> is the, the biggest bait into, uh, you know. We were all in yeah, smoking right. jackets with no pants. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Smoking pants. Oh, we'll be man. Back. It's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Now let's get back with Health Park's radio program, Mega Worldwide. <coughs> so have you guys, uh, so we're back on, by the way, uh, with the, the, the duo that gives us the professional left podcast available wherever you get your podcastings. Um, and, uh, uh, drift glass and blue gal or on Twitter, blue gal and Mr. Underscore electrico. Um, you guys, and can I do a shout out to your listeners, Hal, since we've, sure. when you, uh, were on our podcast 10 days ago, yeah. uh, we got a little mini flood of people who had not heard of us before. And it, I tell you, if you've ever like showed up at a holiday meal, Mm-hmm. And there's all these cousins you knew existed but have never met before, and you all run to mom and dad's bedroom and jump on the bed together. That's what it was like. Oh, that's great. Well, you I, know, it was just like family. So I, we love you guys. We love your listeners, and I, they are welcome in our house to jump on the bed anytime. <laughs> so sweet and sort of dirty based on the earlier conversation we had. <laughs> okay. And I love it. And, and I, I have to, yeah, I will pound my chest a little bit about my listeners and especially the chat room yeah. um, both our mods and um and and our regulars and yeah. our our like our and can't stop lying who's our like promo king you uh-huh. know and, and all the folks that like are and, and all the patrons of course i started trying to push this as a patreon to help improve the show over time and man they all stepped up and that's I wonderful tell you yeah. how reassuring it is because and like you said you've been you guys have been in the in the liberal podcasting world for a good long while. 2010. Yeah. 500 episodes. Yeah. That's yeah. Soros money is a myth. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There is, no, <laughs> there is no deep pocket from Tom Steyer's building nope. a media nope. empire to fight back against the, you know, the, the, the vice grip. Right. That the right wing has on YouTube and the pod world and certainly not AM radio. We were, you know, the, the AM radio slaughter that happened after 2012 oh. God, yeah. With Romney and Bain Capital deciding it's it's worth it for us to lose money um, mm-hmm. if we can mm-hmm. get the liberal talk off the air. And so right. they started buying up stations. Stephanie Miller is not on in San Francisco. She is not on in Los Angeles. Uh, two obvious wow. markets. Bec- and, yep. and instead, the Patriot. And no yeah. it They lose money all the time, which is illegal in a publicly traded company if you make a decision. Mm-hmm you know will cause the company and the investors to lose money but they view their tax breaks that they get through trump and the republicans and the like as that payment so that's the profit angle on it so that's their argument for keeping it on and they went and scuttled the am side and what little there was because yeah. it's so impactful that's the iron yep. oh yeah yep. yeah yeah you can 
you can trace the origins of the of the modern modern Republican Party, not the not the Nixon Southern Strategy right. Party, but you can trace to dead on 1984. Mm-hmm. You can trace here's Reagan repeals the Fairness Doctrine. Months later, Rush Limbaugh is syndicated everywhere. Right, and from then on, it's Rush Limbaugh and uh, and Newt Gingrich defining the inside and the outside of the party, giving them the same voice, and that was pure. I, uh, after the '94 election, there was an article in the New York Times uh, where Rush Limbaugh was talking about don't cooperate with Democrats, uh, the feminazis will kill you. But everyone in the party gave Rush Limbaugh credit for the '94 election. They called yeah. him the majority maker. They gave him right. a parade, and it should have been as clear as a bell. This was a quarter of a century ago, for God's sakes. Yeah, yep. so it was the yeah. power behind the Republican Party, and and the deep pocket liberals did nothing about it, but look with alarm. They right. they waited for someone else to show up to stop this thing from happening. And you know, we were the out in the grassroots doing what right. we could do. But nobody with deep pockets, no Mike Bloomberg money is coming our way. Right. And I would say that the irony is, is that uh, Limbaugh financially as a show has failed multiple times, but oh, is yeah. kept afloat by the Heritage Foundation paying his salary, basically. Right. And, right. and, and reinforcing these, you know, whenever the the advertisers turn tail because he said something horrifying until they can hope the public forgets about it and fill in the gaps. Meanwhile, yeah. uh, all of us over here. On, on the left, uh, doing our decent work, are, are just doing regular old-fashioned radio or podcast with promotion as best we can, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the idea that there's this masterful Soros puppet man <laughs> behind all of us yeah. funding this attack when, you know, I and I think that has to do with truth. And that brings us to the, the yeah. coming week because we've only got yes. a, like about five minutes before we take a break. Um, left with you guys. And by the way, uh, what was the what's the direct link professional left? ProLeftPod.com is the easiest way to get to us. ProLeftPod.com. I'll put that in the chat room as well. Um, Thank you. And and so everybody go there, uh, like and subscribe to what they're doing um, because, you know, and you can you can subscribe there and support them as well as a monthly gift via PayPal where you can, you know, I don't even know how that works. We have Patreon, PayPal. We have everything over there. We have buttons for everything. Anyway, anyone wants to give us money, it's fine. We have a post office (laughs) box. Remember post office boxes? We have a P.O. box. We have a P.O. box. Yeah. And, and, uh, (laughs) and, um, uh, yeah. Um, and, and can't stop lying already beat us to it and put the link in, uh, you know, uh, there. because, because, Great people, because we have great people. Great people. I'm yeah. telling you, they're the cousins they're, we never met before, and we just right. love them. Yep. So over the course of this, obviously, the Republicans are going to count on this. Uh, you know, they're going to go after process and mm-hmm. the character of some of the people whom, you know, moments ago, like, I'm curious. I'm going to let you guys talk about this because I'll go sure. off on it later. But the idea of they're going to throw the three uh, Domingos under the bus um, yeah, Mulvaney, Volker, or, I mean, uh, Sondland and Giuliani. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about how this is going to play out? What are your what's your predictions? Well, we, we've reached because it's stupid Watergate. We've reached the stupid Haldeman, stupid Ehrlichman, stupid Dean moment. Sure. In stupid Watergate. Yeah. Where right. I knew nothing. I was never there. I was a volunteer president. I was a coffee boy president. I don't know any of these guys right. who never heard of the man and under the bus they go. And it's such an obvious I, I I'm. I'm hesitant about the word obvious because it's obvious to anyone who is like higher brain functions. Right. But mm-hmm. this is going to be a story of two different dramas. One is the hopefully well stage managed democratic uh, trial of mm-hmm. a criminally treasonous lunatic who needs to be gotten out of office right. in an orderly fashion. And over on the other side, there's going to be every the, the Marx Brothers. They're going to do everything they can possibly do to distract and throw things up in the air. And Hillary Clinton, you might recall, said, you know, what does it matter? Yes. During yeah, her 11 right. hour testimony, right? If you look at any of the rest of that, she looks great. She's doing great. She's yeah. looking at these people like, I can't believe I have to answer these stupid questions from these yeah. idiots. Mm-hmm. But they found the one soundbite yeah. and they beat it to death. Yeah. And that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping for one soundbite, which, oh my goodness, well, I apologize. Look at I, it happens. Okay, if 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 uh, Nicole Wallace can do it, it can happen right. to the rest of us. <laughs> they, they keep right. throwing festive carnival balloons in the air, and they keep exploding. And they're hoping for one little piece of distraction that mm-hmm. they can beat to death for the right. next three months. That's the plan. Right. Right. Well, I and I love how how Hal said, you know, they're going to attack the character when what we've yes. got on the other side is Roger Stone 
Rudy Giuliani and Jim Jordan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're going to try to attack the character of well, Donald Trump. People that, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. like the the yeah, man right. he was shot shut down because he was using it to pay his personal legal bills and buy right. artwork of himself to hang yep. his own properties because his exactly. own properties are not profitable enough to buy big enough pieces of art to hang on the wall. They're, so he was so he agreed to pay two million dollars to make it go away. Yes, right. two million. And these, and these are people, Don Jr., who will drive past Arlington and look yeah. at the headstones and first say, I like soldiers who don't die for their country. <laughs> and secondly, my my father has sacrificed more, and I have to personally, than any of these poor rubes who died for their country. Headstones remind me of the sacrifices yes. we've made. Like, Unbelievable. Just, I, I, that, I, I literally, you know, I am a little gun shy occasionally about when stuff is posted online because it could be, you know, faked or whatever. So yeah. there's occasionally where I'm like, that's too on the nose in yeah. for anybody. Like what the hell? And, and I'm like, and, and my tweet about it was like, I just, I can't imagine having that thought much mm -hmm. less writing it down, showing it to someone. And then that person thinking that belongs in a book like you. Yeah. He told that to his ghostwriter and right. the ghostwriter either said, you know what? I'm going to be famous in a couple of years. Cause I'm going to do the same thing. The dude who wrote, uh, art of the deal is going to do. He's going to go out yeah. and, and write a book about these idiots. So if mm -hmm. he said it, I'm putting it down. And if he's dumb enough not to, you know, to go, you know what? I said, I stated that wrong. Let me rephrase, which he didn't do, which is, I mean, that was mind blowing. That was uh, that overwhelmed my thought process for a good long while because it was so egregiously horrible that you're like then you remind you're then then you're like you know what i was a little oh, yeah. bugged when they called him like uh like uh Uday Uday and Kuste, yeah yeah I was, that's <laughs> right. not quite fair guys because these guys ran like rape camps and that kind of stuff and it's horrifying and then you have that thought and you're like oh but for being raised in a third world country exactly that's Same the guys. only line is that yep. Yep. the rest of our society is what's keeping these guys from acting on a on an impulse that horrible. Cool. And, and and I would argue that uh, you know some of the Mar a Largo parties that uh, allegedly occurred uh, where getting women drunk and then and they're hot and all of that and that that's not one or yeah. two steps away from Uda Uday and Kuse. Oh, it's a, uh, well. I would say it's a it's it's a ginormous step, but only because of the country it's in. The civilized country and the power it. of women to, so to the lack of bomb yeah. is outside yeah. the building you're actually standing in. That's the right. only, one, only thing yeah. that levels it out. So. One thing we can be sure of is that yeah. Republicans, local Republicans, people who live around us, are not going to watch any of this because my yeah. local Republicans, the people I'm in touch with on email or, or see every day or who hate me on Twitter, are right. obsessed with two things, flag burning and gender. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. we need to talk about something else really fast. Mm -hmm. Why do you people want to burn flags? What's with all the flag burning? And I'm just like, wow, you're that Isn't desperate. Is it 1992? Who's burned yeah. a flag yeah. in a long right. time? Like, the, the point was, was that covered by free speech? It is. Mm -hmm. now, now burning one doesn't actually have any impact anymore. The point mm -hmm. was, are we so free we can burn our own flag? Answer: right. Yes. Done. The you know, but we're, what the what I hear more often is the kneeling story. Yeah, line. yeah, that's, yeah. That's the modern equivalent, whatever the taking yeah. the knee part of it, and whether that's an offense to the soldiers when he had actually talked to a soldier friend of his and said, "Hey, what's a." symbol i can make that i don't want to turn my back on the flag and the soldier was saying sometimes taking a knee right. is, yeah. is your indication that you can and in football it means you can go no further it right it means it's what happens when you you grab you know you catch uh the kickoff you instead mm -hmm. of you down the ball the fray, i'm not going to yeah. fight you guys and punch my way through but i can go no further i and you've heard about the kid who painted a blue line on the flag to honor police officers have you heard about that the blue line and there was a republican yeah. governor who said look a child made this how dare you get upset about defacing the flag when a child made this to support right. his cop dad and i said yeah if my kid made one to support the squad 
Yeah. Fox yeah. News would be pooping bricks all day long about so it. You imagine a rainbow line through the middle of the flag. Yeah, right. right. So um, uh, that's that will be for our next visit. We'll talk about uh, the sort of the, the emotional breakdown of, of what they prioritize versus what reality is. The fact mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, pro-life versus death penalty, like that in and of itself is an entire conversation of how that yep. fits in a person's brain. But um, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. We got to take pleasure. a break. Entirely a pleasure. I rode Thank you. We're going to take one late anyways, but um, I wanted to have you guys on. And if you guys don't get it, haven't had a chance, check out the podcast, the Professional Left Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, follow uh, Mr. Underscore Electrico and uh, Blue Gal on Twitter. And, uh, you know, subscribe, become a patron. We'll follow back. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and and thanks. Uh, and by the way, to all the Patreon people on my side for making this possible. So thank you yeah. guys. for the, Thank the, you. This is the software that you guys made happen so that we can do this. So <laughs> I'm just saying, it's working. It's the House Sports Radio program. Thank you. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Shockett, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.